0: Uh, guys, thanks so much for sticking around. I don't know if this is helpful or beneficial. We'll have this on video, so hopefully, those that um, are not a part of tonight or ask those questions could. We can still pass this out depending on what answers we give if we're doing good. Yeah, we so, wel- yeah, welcome online world. Uh, we don't claim to have the answers, but we are um, elders of the church and want to be able to be men that can handle doctrine in the Word of God. And when it comes to spiritual gifts, there are a lot of questions, and that is a good thing. And so it should be okay for us to, in community, talk about like situations and say like, what does the Bible say? Um, and in fact, um, you know, the Bible says a lot about these things. So I have some common questions, some thoughts, and then a lot of stuff for you guys, uh, questions that you have, which by the way, I'm just so proud that you guys have such good questions about these things. Um, it's so awesome to, to see that, to hear your guys' heart, and I'm super excited for that. So um, Robin, we're going to try to do this maybe 15, 20 minutes wow. to get, I don't know, maybe the, just perspective, because I know if I ask one question, you can literally take 20 minutes on That'd each question. Be quick. Yeah, but I will sort of more of an MC thing and ask Robin questions and jump in, and uh, we'll just do this together. And Before we get into the questions, Robin, can you just give us your experience with spiritual gifts um, and just how God has used them to help you, to guide you, or how he even helps you to guide as a pastor, elder of a church?
1: Um, well, um, it's, it is interesting because um, I think my main spiritual gift is, um, of course, teaching and um, being a school teacher, where I think that's used as well, and a Bible teacher. Um, that is my main spiritual gift. But the interesting thing about spiritual gifts, I believe, is that God has used me, and I can list a whole variety of spiritual gifts, from healings to um, words of knowledge, and um, various other things, including interpretation of tongues, and um, a a lot of spiritual gifts um, that I have come once or twice, but they're not my primary gifting, and so God would use them in me, but just for a moment, just for that person or that thing, Um, so... I think especially when God puts you in a place of leadership, you're going to be gifted in a lot of different ways, Um, So, um, but it's been really interesting and really encouraging for me to see God continue to use me, to continue to use those around me in these spiritual gifts. It's just really the evidence of the Holy Spirit really working in each of us, so it's such an encouraging thing uh, when God's working in spiritual gifts, especially in your own life. You're like, really? Me? Gotcha. Me? Really? Yeah. Really? So cool. that's a really encouraging thing.
0: One thing I appreciate about Calvary Chapel, which is the uh, the affiliation that our church is a part of, I grew up, my dad's a Calvary Chapel pastor on our board. Um, so that's sort of like the culture. They've had a really strong emphasis in the Word of God, but then also the Spirit of God. And so both of those balances of we're to worship God in spirit and in truth. And oftentimes in many other types of tribes, they emphasize um the Word of God, but then they neglect the, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, but then other tribes emphasize the gifts of the Spirit, but they neglect the Word of the God. And so I think there is a healthy balance to have both of them. I grew up in that culture. Um, that's what I want for our church. On our website, we actually say one thing I think about uh, as far as what we believe. We specifically put, it's not necessarily like a, um, a closed-fist uh primary issue, but we did, we do put, like, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They are for today, and God uses those things. Because I think people have a question, like, well, do they? Do they not? Is it okay? Is it not? Um, And here's one question that someone gave, talking about sort of your experience, as far as, like, sometimes you manifest in this way, and sometimes not. Can you have a spiritual gift once, and then a different gift at another time?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And that goes back to what I was saying. I, um, God gave me a gift of healing one time. I prayed over a lady, and I didn't think. I mean, it's a crazy story. I'll tell you about it sometime if you want, but for time, I'm not going to get into it. But literally, I didn't even have anointing oil when I felt like God was calling me to teach this message about healing. And um, I grabbed some olive oil out of the kitchen and put it in a tiny little bottle and took it to church. And I, I prayed over this woman when she came forward, and I thought, oh, that poor woman. She should have gone somewhere where they had faith to pray over her with that and all these things. And Um, and she was healed of cancer. She was going into surgery for cancer, and the doctor did like a pre-op thing a couple of days before to to check the tumor again before they were going to go and take it out. And when he did that, the day after we prayed over her, he's like, I can't explain this, but there is nothing there. Um, So, But that's only happened to me twice in like 25-plus years of ministry where i prayed over someone and somebody's been healed like that. i prayed over people and they died. Sorry. Uh, that, I mean, in reality, that's happened. Um, God's given me words of knowledge, like I said. Uh, that's only ever happened to me one time, where I got a word of knowledge about somebody. Um, and it was so powerful. It, it just about put him on the ground uh, when God mm-hmm. gave it to me. And I didn't even realize what was happening at the moment. I didn't even know what it was called at the moment. Uh, so absolutely, I believe that God can use them for a moment Uh, in your life. But I do find that most people do have somewhat of a primary gifting that you exercise on a regular basis, um, but that we act in some of these other things from time to time.
0: And this is fun. I'm gonna go with another question. Uh, Robin, what does it feel like to pray in tongues?
1: Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. And um, so I have... Um, one of the other questions that came through that I asked Pastor Daniel, oh, give me this one, give me this one, uh, was the question that I've been praying for tongues for a really long time and I've never got it. Does that mean something's wrong with me? Um, And that became a prayer of mine several years ago um, that I would be able to speak in tongues, that I would be able to pray in tongues and all of those types of things. And that gift has never manifested for me. Uh, Many, many other gifts have. And um, I've come to the place where I'm like, okay, Lord, if that's not the gift that you have for me, for whatever reason, I'm I'm going to let that one go. Um, I still have a great uh, fellowship and communion with the Lord in prayer. It's just not in tongues. And um, I've, I've come to terms with that, and I'm okay with that. I still know that, just like Pastor Daniel said in the teaching tonight, it could just come at any time, um, but it's not something I'm hung up on anymore, because I don't feel like I have to have that to be spiritual, yeah. um, so...
0: And I know that in the teaching I said this, but I want to re-emphasize and even follow up that question the way I did is because everyone does not speak in tongues. You could be spirit-filled and not speak in tongues, and you see that in Scripture. Some did speak in tongues, but others prophesied, and other people didn't, and the Bible actually talks about that. And so um, I think that's probably one of the most desirable things because you're like, okay, I, I, when it comes to the gifts and manifestation, manifestation of the Spirit, you probably think, oh, man, that's of the Lord, and I can't make that up. It is true, but the reality is, is God gives other gifts and those gifts are also needed as well. And so um, I will tell you for most people that I've spoken to and even myself, I like to testify like with Paul, when you do speak in tongues, um, it edifies your spirit. There's something strong about it. Um, I pray in tongues for all of you guys. Sometimes I don't know how to pray. The Bible says that verse that your spirit can groan and, and pray for you. I just, I'll pray for you in tongues at times. I don't know how to pray for you. Um, I could intercede and edify in that way. And, and it, I pray, like Paul said, with my mind and with my spirit. Sometimes both doesn't matter. But it is one thing to be like, wow, I'm speaking something, and I, like I'm not making this up. This is crazy. It's an amazing experience, and it's good. And it's something that if you have whatever gift you have, you just operate and exercise it, and it is something that's supposed to edify you and build you up. Uh, like that verse says, for the common good. Uh, one person said this question, is praying in tongues without an interpretation for edifying self always a place of praise, or can it be intercess- intercessory prayer, repentive prayer, etc., that the Spirit is speaking? And I would say this, yes, Paul says when you pray, you edify yourself when you pray in a tongue. You're edifying your spirit. You may not even know that. He says, I do doing both, that passage in 1 Corinthians 14. Um, but I also do believe that it's a it, you can use that gift for intercessory prayer. I've actually prayed for people, and in that tongue, I've noticed me using a certain language or a repeated phrase for a person's name. Now, I didn't interpret that. I'm just noticing and hearing what I'm saying. And so you can pray for people, over people in tongues, um, as a gift of intercession. One thing I would sort of do a caveat with this question, it says, can you repent speaking in tongues? Um I would probably say repentance, if you understand what repentance is, it's a change of mind. And you actually have to have, the Bible says we're to confess our sin with one another. And so that's just not a thing of a spirit where, well, I just prayed. Even sometimes repentance isn't just a silent prayer or even a prayer out loud, but it's actually walking in newness of life, going to God's word and, and, and following God with your mind. So intercessory prayer, absolutely. Uh, Repentive prayer, I'm sure you can repent in spirit, but you should also repent with your mind, with your body, following God, change of mind. Um, Oh, you just answered that. Uh, This question right here. Um, Okay, how can you tell if an interpretation is real or someone is making it up? Let me give you an example. The Bible says when we speak in tongues in a public gathering, two or three, speak out loud, and there's an interpretation. Then um, someone would speak, and there's a gift of interpretation, how do you know that they aren't just making it up? Like tag teaming, planning before the service, like is this something that they do, they plan? Because we can manipulate in the flesh, and we can think things. So how do we know if an interpretation is real? And maybe your experience recently, you don't have to give names or whatever, but maybe how it built you up and that other person could actually help the body understand maybe this. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well... um, (laughs) Recently, in the past few months, um, I've been given a couple of interpretations um, of tongues, one in part and one in whole. And um, it's really interesting because it's very scary. Uh, Anytime there's a gift um, that you've never exercised before, it's a very scary gift. It's a very scary feeling. And um, if you are very sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord, you're like, well, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't wanna give a false interpretation of this if that's not, is this really of the Lord? Is this really of the Lord? Uh, but what I continually find is that God brings confirmation. He brings confirmation from other believers, from other things. And if you've listened to the testimonies that we've given over the last couple of weeks, um, since we kind of had that moment of being able to exercise gifts, what you've heard is this verse was given, this guy confirmed that that was the exact verse that was given to him, that he was praying over this thing this interpretation was given, then that confirmation was also given to me to verify that interpretation, and you'll continually see those types of things because the Spirit of God wants to give us that confirmation that, yes, this is of me. Because it says that discerning of spirits, and that that works like that sometimes as that spiritual gift is there will be a confirmation on top of that. And a lot of times, oh, God gave me this verse, and then he'll verify that over here through someone saying, God gave me a verse to pray over you. And Pastor Daniel shared that tonight, that God gave him a verse and somebody else had that verse that they were praying about um, or vice versa. And um, that happens a lot because the Spirit is constantly like validating itself through other sources in your life. It's the edification of the saints that's what we're doing. We're edifying, he's using me to edify you in your interpretation, in your speaking in tongues, that person that interpreted, and so forth and so on to exercise these gifts of faith inside of the body.
0: I think too, also from a leadership perspective with spiritual gifts, I believe that God has given me times as the pastor and leading leader of this church to have discernment. So um, a couple examples, personal example. Um, I've I've had visions before, and when I get visions, um, I get actually the tone, and sort of like sometimes they're in gray, sometimes they're vibrant. Sometimes I can feel this is a bad thing or a good thing, and so my spirit will confirm with other people because you know when you give a vision, everyone's like, oh that means you're gonna get a million dollars, you know, or whatever it may be. And so I will keep those things silent to test it. I will have a vi- people that have interpreted visions or those things that have actually been proven in my life. Many of you don't know. But if, when stuff's going on, I'll call them in California. I'll call them over here in this state in Washington. And they I won't tell them each of interpretation, and they'll all get the same interpretation. Then I'm like, OK, I'll receive that. And guess what? Especially like a vision is great, or a prophecy. If it's going to come true, it's going to come true. So you can literally just wait it out. You don't base your whole life of what someone says. If someone says stuff over you and you don't want to receive that, don't receive it. If it's of the Lord, it will happen or not, right? But we know for sure, and it's very easy to test God's word, and we can say, well, that's going to equip me to live a godly life and to please God to equip me to do good. I'm going to live my life off of that. And so um, I found even with uh, sen- sensations or like I've had experience where I know God's giving someone a vision, or I can confirm and say I believe that someone's having an interpretation when, when we just did it a couple of weeks ago, like, okay, someone wants to have a heart for prayer. Someone needs prayer here. God's giving me this information and I don't know, I'll really how to describe it. Maybe it could be a word of knowledge or just because of the leadership, whatever it may be. But I've found that a prophet is subject to a prophet. So if there is prophecy because God has given me the role of leading this church, I, my spirit has to match that to receive it. And if I know that, and if I sort of have like a peace about it, there's no red flag in my heart, that discernment, then I will sort of receive it. And if I have that from Pastor Robin, other leaders, mature believers that experience those gifts, that really helps me. Um, that, that sort of helps me. Um, as we speak about gifts, I do want to make uh, aware of this, especially when we talk about leadership and gifts. There are many people in the body of Christ that do not believe in certain gifts of the Spirit. What we just taught tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter. Uh, 12 through 7 through 11, you may think is a very normal thing because we literally just read the verses and I gave you a long Bible study about this verse and this section and this, and we just walked through, right? We teach the Bible. But there are people in the body of Christ that love Jesus, that are even spirit-filled, that actually believe the gifts and certain gifts are stopped. This is called um, sensationalist. Uh, sensationalism, it means it, the gifts have ceased, we as a church are continualists, meaning the gifts have continued for today. Uh, Robin, maybe we want to just describe that and be aware of that, because I want to make sure that we understand people that love Jesus disagree about these things. This is not a primary issue. It's a secondary issue. But as a church and what we're responsible for teaching, we do believe in these things. So why do some tribes, our denominations, believe that gifts are for today and others are not? And maybe why do you believe they're for today and um, those things? Um,
1: so, well, the reason that ch- churches believe that the gifts have ceased is because as you go on reading about the gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, um, there's a passage of scripture that says, when the perfect comes, these things are no longer necessary. And so the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit is to edify the body and to bring us together to be able to worship the Lord to be able to exercise our faith in these ways. And so what happens is that the cessationists believe that the perfect is the canon of Scripture, which means the Bible is now the final authority on everything and there's no longer a need for tongues. There's no longer a need for interpretation of tongues. There's no longer a need for prophecy because this is perfect and it's complete.
0: And And let me interrupt you. And the reason why those things were necessary is because when the apostles were writing that, that was to confirm their apostleship. Mm-hmm. And so just, so the reason why Peter or Paul, those examples that we gave, or even Jesus, expressed those things, because it was a dispensation or a certain time that they needed to display miracles to affirm that they were of God. But now that we have scripture, we don't need to affirm any of those things.
1: So, um, and the difference there, and the, really the only ones that are the ones that I mentioned, they believe in all the other gifts of the Spirit. They just don't believe in the prophecy, in the speaking in tongues, and in the interpretation of tongues are the main three that they consider to be ceased. Uh, they still believe in healings and, and everything else that comes along with that, miracles and everything. Um, so, But the reason that I believe that they are still very present in the church today is that Paul gives, he goes on after that to give how they should be exercised in the church. And he talks about all of them, including speaking in tongues and prophecy and all of that. And Daniel talked about that. Pastor Daniel talked about that some tonight. And that's kind of after he talks about the, the, um, that these things. And I believe fully that what he's talking about is when the perfect comes, there's no longer for these things, is that the second coming of Christ. When we're with Christ, we don't need these manifest, manifestations of the, of the Spirit uh, to remind us, to encourage us in those things because we are in the presence of the Holy God at every moment. And so we don't need those reminders to encourage us anymore. Um, so I believe that's why they're fully in exercise today. Uh, Paul gives instructions on how to use them in the church. Um, and i don't I don't feel like he would have done that if they were stopped. you know if that if it was to be ended um, there, what's the purpose of giving instructions? So there's a lot of uh, variables there, um, but to keep it brief, that's the simple version of why I believe um, when Jesus come back, there's no reason to speak in tongues anymore. There's no reason to um, you know I mean, Paul calls it angelic language. Maybe that is the language of heaven, and we're all speaking that, so it's not considered tongues anymore. Um, so uh, he says it's an angelic language. And like Pastor Daniel said, that, that is also a, um, can be a tongue of man as well, one that you don't know. Um, but the whole purpose of it is to, you know, to be able to edify, to be able to spread the word of God so that people can understand uh, different things. Like if you're speaking in a tongue of man, for example, you understand in your native tongue. Or, I mean, it, tongues is really interesting. It's kind of deep. I don't want to get too deep there. Um, but anyway, I definitely believe that they are still very active today. Um, I've only seen it done well in a few places, is, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of times the reason people are scared of tongues is because um, there's a lot of uh, wild stuff going on out there um, that's not really scriptural. And, I mean, I've literally uh, met people and been in places where when you come to church, they give you a piece of paper, and they say, this is the language you need to learn to be able to speak in tongues, so start memorizing these words. And um, that's a very uh, different view. Scripture doesn't, it's not scriptural at all um, as far as as what we see of Paul's use of these things, uh, the different believers speaking in these things. Um, It's an act of the Holy Spirit. you know, so, and, and these things come with what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the power of the Holy Spirit comes over us and empowers us to be witnesses uh, to others. And that's kind of that whole concept. As we went through the book of Acts, you see a lot of that as well. So I definitely believe they're in, they're in practice today, all of them, um, and that they did not stop.
0: Yeah, and I would just conclude that verse where they use the perfect has come. In that same text that chapter and those verses, perfect is talking about heaven, I believe. You guys know it's going to be perfect and awesome. The Bible even goes on and says, faith, we're operating in faith right now. We have a hope. These three things remain, love, faith, and hope, but the grace is love, and it will always remain. There won't be a day when you need to operate these gifts. And so uh, I think that interpretation when he says the perfect is complete is speaking about heaven, which, thank God, God will make all things new. Um, let me ask you this. How do, as a church, we teach on how to identify each person's gift? What methods do you use to help the person grow in his or her gifts?
1: As a church, we teach. Can you read that again?
0: Um, how do you, as a church, teach to identify each person's gift? What methods do you use to help the person grow in his or her gift? make sure you... Do you want me to take this one?
1: Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I have some good ideas there, but that is a, um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty deep question there.
0: How is a church, okay, so do we identify people's gifts by allowing the Lord to operate through you? We give you plenty of opportunities to serve, and you're going to find that as you step out in faith, the Holy Spirit empowers you and fills you to not just have a good feeling, but to edify the body and to be on mission. And so one of the ways that you experience the manifestation of the Spirit uh, is to be asking the Lord to use you. And the Bible says, Jesus said in chapter 11 of Luke, you have not because you ask not. You need to. Ask. That's James, but you, Jesus said you ask, seek, and knock. Uh, what You being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. Uh, how much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to you, the Holy Spirit? And we do believe on a special empowering, that the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that we lay hands on people, that we uh, pray over people, that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and sealed with the Spirit of God when you are saved, but the Holy Spirit can come upon you. He is not just with you or in you, but he comes upon you uh, with this dynamic power to, to walk in the will of God. And so we want to first pray for you, allow God to minister to you, to grow in his word, to give you opportunity to serve and find out what your gifts are. And it's simple things like doing a QA. It's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. It's, um, you know, uh, being able to operate that. And I think, I think, that may be the more helpful thing. It says, how do you help a person grow in that? I think we have to give space. We have to give space to allow people to try and to fail even. And you need to see people to be like, well, there's no interpretation. Oh, well, that's still a gift. That's awesome. Or, hey, that was a weird thing. Uh, That didn't sound right, like of the Lord. Do you guys think that's of the Lord? And pray about it and wait on it. It's okay to, when you do anything at first, you're not gonna be well. And if this is a gift, Peter says, even though you have a gift, you are to exercise it. So the more you exercise it and get confirmation, the more you have confidence. Sometimes when I'm like, um, I exercise this and it's happened, it's happened, it's happened, that gives me faith to say, okay, I think this is of God. But can I give you a recent example of when I just failed? So I thought that we should be moving on Sunday mornings to Veterans Park. And... Um, I I really thought like God's directing us. I made announcements so like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna move. It's gonna be great. I even had someone in the church have a vision, of fire over Veterans Park, and so I was like, okay, what does that mean? And I thought in my mind, okay, maybe it means God's gonna anoint this place. Whatever's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great thing. But I got totally shut down, and we're not meeting there on Sunday mornings right now. And I I was like, I, and I literally said, I don't know if this is God. I prayed about it. It could be an open door. I'm like. 40, 50. I'm like 50, 50. I don't know. Let's just see. Hey, if it's by faith, let's step out. This person had a vision. I was like, ooh, I'm sick. I literally told people in the prayer meeting, well, I'm 60, 40 now. I am 60, 40. I'm 70, 30. That vision may have helped. But ultimately, if it wasn't of the Lord and he didn't lead me there, then okay, no big deal. And I'm not going to say, thus says the Lord. I'm going to say, I think the Lord's leading or Maybe this is, let's find out. And it's good to just test, to wait. There are some prophetic visions and prophecies that I believe in all my life, and even at this church, that have not happened. It's been over 10 years. And that is a biblical, normal thing. Even with calling of God, God can give you a calling of being a pastor, and you see you have to bear fruit, which takes time, it's character, and that takes a long time. You can have a call of God, think about Joseph. He had that dream. It was prophetic. It was real. His brothers were going to bow down. It took 13 years and a lot of suffering for that to happen. He got had to work through him and deal with pride and humility and build character. So oftentimes, I think what we actually get wrong in these type of things is our timing, and we get frustrated with the timing rather than what God actually said. God can give you a prophetic word about you're going to suffer. You don't celebrate and all happy about that, aren't you? But we don't even need a prophetic word because the Bible says, why are you even surprised that you're gonna go through trials? Because it builds your faith and hope. And so so you already know that's a part of your life, but we don't wanna receive it because we don't like it. And sometimes we are so carnal, so fleshly that we don't wanna receive things of God because part of God's plan is for us to wait and actually not to know it. So that way, when we operate a gift, we have to still trust in him. And that's a part of the process. Remember, it's all about being dependent on the Lord. And it's okay if you're like, I think the Lord told me to pray for you. Was it a bad thing for you to pray for that person? Probably not. So just pray for him and just step out and see. And even if that wasn't a gift of, of prophecy or whatever, you just pray for him. Prayer is a good thing. Like if you, you don't have to think this is prophecy. If, if you just want to share a verse with someone, then just share a verse. Everything sometimes doesn't have to be so supernatural. It could be a very natural way. Remember, pillar of cloud as well. God often uses uses you with words of encouragement and wisdom and those type of things, and you have no idea. Maybe you've experienced that. Many people, when I teach, they say, wow, that was amazing. You taught on this, this, and this. I'm like, I don't think I did. Or it was just a random side note. If you wouldn't have told me, I would have never known the Lord used that in your life. But I'm real glad that God did. And God can use you, even beknownst to you. Like, people don't see, You you don't even know you're being used. So we do wanna help you identify. We do wanna teach on it. There are things like spiritual gift uh, tests, but I found the, the, the most helpful way that you're gonna identify that is through other people in the body. I can actually identify your gifts probably better than some of you can because when a situation happens, I could see people operating their gifts. Uh, I use this as a common example. I think it's helped a lot of people, um, but if there was a situation where like that camera fell over, the first thing Robin would do is not go pick up that camera. First thing Robin would do is say, "Hey." Mikey, now, what you need to do is not run in the sanctuary. And he would start teaching how to fix the problem because his primary calling is teaching. But Brian over there, he would go and fix the camera and not even worry about teaching and fixing the problem because he has a servant attitude behind the scenes just to lift it up and to identify it. And so oftentimes when we're in, in, in uh, uh, operating in the gifts of the Spirit, we don't even realize it. But when we think it's so natural to just give words of life, you know, you know what's crazy? People think that I have the gift of encouragement. I don't think that. And everyone thinks, in my mind, I don't think I have the gift of encouragement. This is just who I am. If, if, if I'm really, th- I'm gonna, if I'm thankful, I'm gonna tell you, church, I'm thankful. I love you. This is great. You're amazing. God's working in your life. Man, he has a plan. He's a good, I'll say all that stuff, not thinking about it, because that's just normally how I think. And people will just feel so blessed and encouraged and like, you're so positive and upbeat. And I'm like, really? I thought I was negative. I don't know. But when I'm around other people, they see the difference in me and I see the difference in them. So oftentimes, ask other people in the body or even your spouse, what do you see in me? Like I can see um, Carrie is very prophetic, very black and white, always wanting the word of God. There are other people that have gifts of mercy, other people that are talented in music, other people that are behind the scenes. And so you can see these type of things. Um, So there's that. Uh, we're going a little long. Is this helpful for you guys? This is good. This is like a normal community group. We're just recording it, and we're on the stage. It's really weird. Yeah. Can um, I just
1: can I just follow up with what you just said there? Because I think it's really important, and I think that sometimes we have in our minds that spiritual gifts have to come in this like super spiritual moment. Um, and Daniel just, Pastor Daniel just kind of describing like the camera falling over and just that manifestation of our own gifts because of the way that God created us and he gave us gifts um, just kind of comes out in just your everyday functions and things like that. Um, It's very normal. I think people have this idea that when God uses you in a spiritual gift, you're going to start convulsing or you're just going to feel this. You're going to start glowing and you're going to be like, well, if I'm not glowing, I'm not getting this interpretation. It's just, it's like, I don't know. There's just a phrase running through my head continually. I don't, I don't know. Is that what that's supposed to feel like? Am I supposed to be like, should I feel like, I think the Spirit of God is working in me. Oh my goodness, right? No, not at all. They're actually very natural, very like, it's not like, I remember that's how I felt about it. Like, you know, you would start to feel this like, Oh my goodness! I'm I'm overwhelmed with this power welling up inside of me that I just have to use this gift. But they're not always like that. A lot of times they're just like, yeah. God's gifted you,
0: and, and you can and, just, and just there, exercise in it. There are times that are like that.
1: There are,
0: and that and that's the whole thing. I think we want to put a box in, like, well, we we'll feel like there are some times where literally I'm teaching the word of God and I'm like looking at myself in the crowd, and I'm like literally. You've heard this because I've mistakenly said this a lot. Wow, that was a good point. And you guys think I'm joking and I've heard you laugh? I didn't know where that stuff was coming from. I didn't have that revelation. I'm just saying, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing because I'm hearing it the first time you're hearing it too, right? It's incredible. I'm like, that, that's, the, that's sometimes, do you, I have those. And then there are other times like tonight where I'm literally like almost doing word for word reading a message because I put in the time, energy, effort. I'm still exercising that gift of teaching but it's just different. Sometimes there's emotional times where the Spirit of God's upon you, heavy, and other times you're just walking and you're like, is God even with me? And you're being used because you're an example of suffering. Um, Just a few more questions and we'll end it because I don't want to take too much time, but I do think this is helpful. I think it is good and it's really fun. I can't believe you guys are all um, here staying and just listening. So uh, I want to do address these questions. How about saying, how about laying hands on the sick so they recover and anointing them with oil. What do we believe about that? What does that look like?
1: Well, the Bible clearly states in the book of James, if anyone is sick amongst you, call them forward. Um, have the elders lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, and pray over them that they may be healed. Um, we believe that, that God is in the business of healing, and I've seen it many times um, used uh, through many different people, including here um, a, a few times. Um, I've seen it a couple times in my life. And, um, that is so clearly marked out in the scripture, um, in the book of James, that that's what God has called us to do. And we want to follow scripture. And by following scripture, you should be praying over people, anointing them with oil. And sometimes it feels awkward, you know, uh, to take some oil and you're like, well, how do I put oil on them? I remember the first time I'm like, do I pour it on their head? Do I wipe it across their forehead? Do I, do I put the little cross thing like the, you know, like very Catholic, whatever. And it's just kind of like, there's no perfect method. There's no thing. It's not about methodology. It's not about what type of oil you use, whether you got it from Israel, whether it's been blessed, whether it's, it doesn't really matter. Our faith comes in the fact that God's word says it and we practice it. That's where faith is. It's not in how much do I believe that this person's going to be healed in this moment? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And I'm convincing myself. It's, it's practicing God's word. And doing what he's told us to do in obedience where our faith comes into play. And that's where our faith, Mm -hmm. um, you know, brings about these types of healings and those types. It's Jesus that heals. He made your body, Scripture says. He, He can heal it. And if he chooses to do that for his glory, then praise God. But we want to act in obedience even if he chooses not to do that. We want to anoint you with oil. We want to pray over you. Scripture says we should do it. We should absolutely do it. And if God chooses to heal, then he's going to heal.
0: Uh, One thing I always, you guys may see, but I actually have a bottle of oil. I usually actually always carry this in my backpack. Uh, Sometimes, uh, this is a thinner one. Um, uh, I have actually a thicker one, and sometimes on the table, on the stand, I have it at service. I always have oil on me. I even have oil and prayed for people not at a service, but in public with other pastors or leaders, or just praying over people. So I do believe in that verse in James. Um, We do practice that. And like I was telling someone that we're gonna pray uh, for um, tonight, like it's good to just ask dad, just to ask the father to heal. Like all he can say is like, no. And if he says no, it just means not now because he's gonna heal us ultimately. And it's really good to ask. God can tell us no, but he tells us, hey, have faith in me and trust. And we have had many healings. And like Robin said, we have had people that have passed away. And we continually pray And we'll be perseverant over prayer for you all with anointing and oil and interceding, just like Jesus taught us, do not lose heart and gave us that parable of the persistent lady. It does not bother God for you to ask for a healing or he cares about those things. And it's good to do that. And we we always encourage you guys to do that and praise God when he does it. Um, A few other things and we'll just wrap it up. Um, I think this is important. There's a lot of questions. I think, how do I know I have a spiritual gift? Uh, Develop it. We sort of, Hopefully answered that. We can get into that a bit. A bit. Um, this is uh, one that says, our common fear in, ma- in our manifesting the gifts of the spirit is that it is us, right? And not the spirit at work. That's a common fear. Like, did God really give me this vision? Did God really say that? Is that really the interpretation? Um, if our heart is right to honor God with the gifts, is it okay to just proceed even if we are not certain that the tongue, the word of wisdom, or prophecy is of God, and we don't know for sure. Is it better to just keep our mouths shut or to say something? How do we even know if this is of God?
1: Um, to be honest with you, when I'm in this situation and I feel like God's encouraging me to say something or do something, um, and I'm really nervous about it and I'm unsure about it, um, I usually really just pray. I just really pray, God, God, give me wisdom, tell me, let me know. Um, If I'm really supposed to be doing this, give me opportunity to do this. Give me all of these types of things. Um, And I've missed it. I've missed it. Sometimes you're going to miss it, and that's not the end of the world. Um, But, you know, as God continues to provide the opportunity, as he confirms those things, sometimes he'll use another believer in the room to confirm it. Um, And then you'll be like, okay, I can share it now. Um, But sometimes you're going to share it. And like Pastor Daniel said, you get excited and you share something, and it's like, oh, wait. That yeah, God decided not to. Um, you know, it's like we're growing. We're understanding um, these things. And um, you're going to make mistakes from time to time. Um, that doesn't mean that God's not using you. He's not speaking to you. Um, and sometimes you're going to say something, you're going to be like, well, I guess that wasn't in the spirit of God. And Daniel, Pastor Daniel addressed this. The, it may be for a different season um, mm-hmm. that's not in this moment. But somebody's receiving that and somebody's going to come back to you and say, I remember a night in church two years ago when you spoke this word and God put something in my heart about that and I never told a soul. I I prayed for a lady's brother one time for healing and I was like, I don't know. That was nothing. She came back to me like seven months later and says, Oh, by the way, you prayed for my brother for healing. He went back to the doctor and he no longer had cancer. I just, I got mad at you and I didn't want to tell you.
0: Side note, if you get healed, please tell me. That's happened to yeah. me too.
1: Yeah, 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 please. I've literally have
0: people at the church, they're coming in wheelchairs crippled. We pray for them and then they get healed and they don't even tell us. I'm like Y'all need to celebrate a little bit. I mean, this is a miracle. This is incredible. And you telling me the cancer went away, you're walking down and stuff and now you're here. Like throw us a bone, man. We need some encouragement too. Like I'm, I, you know, if if I get prayed for, if I have like cancer or something happen, like I'm gonna be the first one to be like, God healed me. Let everyone know. Yeah. All right? Come on, man. I'm just just throwing that out there. Sometimes I get a little a little upset because that's happened more than once for me.
1: Not yeah. That. So, but and don't again, don't put God in a box just because it wasn't for that moment. It could be for someone in the future, and you may just be like, okay, well uh, that prophecy really didn't go anywhere, and no one connected with it. No one did these things. Well maybe in this moment it didn't, but the thing is is if God's sending a word out, it goes out with purpose okay and as long as it's aligning with his word we're not in a in a super dangerous area here um, if if what we're saying and what we're doing is aligning with God's word, um, you know that's really important now if it's something really heavy where you're God's telling you hey I'm going to give you a word of knowledge that this person over here is doing something in sin that they shouldn't be doing, and you're going to go confront them and say, hey, God told me that you're cheating on your wife, okay? You make sure that God is in that before you go make that confrontation, okay? Um, because that's a, that's a heavy thing, but God can do that. God really can. Um, you know, God gave me a word for somebody that was in drug addiction and was hiding, and I just was like, oh, yeah, um, and they are like, how'd you know? Um, but I I just, you know, the spirit so when when the spirit's really strong sometimes and it's that poignant and that important, you're gonna get that peace from God that you're supposed to do this. And that's what I would ask you. Pray, try to get that peace from God. Should I share this in this moment? Is this truly from you, Lord? Give me confirmation that this is from you. And again, you may miss some opportunities from time to time because you don't say that thing. But then sometimes after service you'll find that. God will open up the door for you to be able to share what was on your heart, what was on your mind, and it'll be just as powerful and impactful as it was in the middle of that service yeah. as it continues moving forward. So um, don't be afraid is what I'm going to say. It does take faith to exercise gifts. And you we, have to walk in faith.
0: We want to encourage faith in you to practice gifts. But I will say this. It's always better in community. You have leadership covering over you. You have, And I'm not even just saying like pastors. There are great, godly, amazing people that have walked with God for a long time, experienced a, long, a lot of things here. So, you know, getting confirmation, understanding maybe they know the word better, And because I would say this when it comes to spiritual gifts. The Bible says take every thought captive for the obedience of Christ. Just because you heard it, don't meet us from Jesus. Okay? You hear a lot of lies, half-truths all the time. You know that when you feel shame, condemnation, God doesn't love you. Oh, you shouldn't be going to that church. That doesn't necessarily, just because you hear it or having a supernatural experience, even a healing, does not mean it's from God, okay? And so you need to test all spirits, which the word of God would say, and actually have people come alongside of you to say, is that of the Lord, is that not? And use those gifts of discernment and people that have walked with things that know the word of God that can say, okay, I think this is it. Or, um, you know, if there's an interpretation of tongue, we test that tongue. Okay, maybe that's of the Lord, maybe that's not. Maybe you're making it up, maybe not. If three people have the same interpretation, that's probably a good confirmation. And, I, and you have a piece about it and I have a piece about it. Oftentimes God will even give me an interpretation of a vision and then I'll have multiple people interpret it and it's all the same thing. That gives me a strength. And so we're gonna tell you to operate in faith, but faith is not a blind belief. It's trusting in what God has already spoken and said. So our faith is always in the living word, Jesus, and his scripture, his word. And so we have to go take everything back. Now, as we close, there are two more questions. Um, I'm not going to answer them. I think that actually the teaching addresses this. So if you're listening online, you can go to www.redemptiondb.com. Just did a great teaching on 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 11, because it does talk there. People have a couple of questions like, um, prophecy, do you believe in personal prophecy? Miracles, what falls under gifts of miracles? Uh, Are spiritual gifts always able to be used on command, such as healing or speaking in tongues? Uh, I'll just give you a little jewel and say, refer to the message. Maybe you can discover that. But uh, I think it'd be important to wrap this up and say a couple of things, and then we'll just close out in prayer. Uh, I do wanna make sure that people know this, at least personally for the church leadership. Uh, I wrote this down. Have we changed our position on the manifestations of the Spirit, are we becoming crazy Pentecostal or something like that? No. This is who we've always been. We've always operated in the gifts of the Spirit. We rely on God's Spirit as leadership. We always believe this. We let people know. We teach through the Bible. When the text comes, we say it. Do we overemphasize it? No. If God says it, we believe it. We receive it. Next week, we'll be talking about the Red Sea, and there'll be another subject. We go through systematically God's word, and as he brings up these issues, it's a great way for the body to be edified and to know. We're always open to answering these questions. Uh, We are, I guess you would say, charismatic um, and believe in the gifts of the spirit, but we actually believe in order and what the word of God says and those type of things. And so just because our bodies experience this and it may be fresh to you, which I think is so amazing. There are some people that said, that was the first time I ever heard tongues out loud, are I spoken tongues or these types? I think that's so beautiful and awesome and I'm so happy for you. That's great. But this is actually something that many people sometimes don't think about or know because we don't emphasize it on a Sunday. But it's still a part of our body life. And as you walk with us, you'll see, I'll be laying hands on people and praying and if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and um, you know, We talk about these things and this is how God guides and directs. And so I just thought that was important to say because I think when it comes to spiritual gifts, there is an overemphasis on gifts and our mission is to pursue and proclaim Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That is the primary work of the Holy Spirit. So if you are not focused on Jesus, that's the point of these gifts is to edify the body, to be encouraged for the, he is the good, the father of good gifts. If he is the point, We chase after the person, not just the work. That is a very carnal way of thinking about it or even the blessings of God. God will tell us no. He lets us suffer. He has a will. He is sovereign. We wanna worship him and his plan is good for our lives and we could trust him. And so sometimes we have to trust on him of not knowing and answering questions and what if we open this door? It's not our door to open. We're just trying to be faithful to the text to understand what the Bible says and to teach you God's word and truth. And so wherever that leads us is where our doctrinal position, we wanna be biblical centric, not in a theological camp of saying, oh, we're this or we're that, um, you know, whatever it may be. Those are sometimes terms man uses to help people comprehend things, but we serve a God that is so uncomprehensible. He does things sometimes in this season this way and the next time does things that way. And so praise God. It helps us depend on him. And so the spirit is vital for our lives. He points us to Jesus. It's about him. Uh, We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So um, I hope this was a a help for you. Hopefully, it was beneficial. Let me just pray this out. And then, um, man, if you guys think that this was good, I would love to even plan a special night of more common questions. But I thought it was just a natural thing. And I figure we can, for those that wanted to stay, this would be a blessing, so I hope it was. So God, we just thank you so much for your spirit. We just ask for a fresh filling of your spirit. The Bible says, Lord, that we are to live a wise life, not as unwise, knowing the will of God, uh, not being drunk, which is a debauchery, uh, but to actually ask and be filled with the spirit. So we want less of us and more of you in our lives. We want to invite you to receive everything you have for us. We want to be operating the gifts, understanding our gifts, knowing and growing in that. And it takes a long time sometimes with calling and what that looks like. And and we just want to be patient because we know we're going to be walking with you. And so, Father, we just ask for uh, your spirit to be filled with your spirit, that we would give glory to Jesus, that there would be less of us and more of you. Jesus in our church is a body that you would be glorified. And when these things are operating, that we would see your beauty and your common good and the edification of one another. And thank you, Lord, in this season that we're able to talk about it. And I just pray that this would be a beneficial thing, not only just for those that are in the building, which I know most people stayed, but even as we uh, share this on our YouTube page or wherever may go, may you use this for your glory. And we want to point people to you, Jesus. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for good news that we can cling to you. And we worship you and abide in you. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for this time together. Um, And we just ask all these things in your precious name that you be glorified, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. amen.